Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Southern California. One love, worldwide. That's how we do. We are breakdancing into this autumn. A little dip on our hip, pride on our side, soul on our stroll. Now listen, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I know in some parts of the world it's getting a little gloomy, okay? We can share that. I just got off a motorcycle. I rode nearly a thousand miles, a little saddle sore. Uh, two nights ago I came in, I had done a series called The Highway One Diaries, and I wrote a story about the whole my whole adventure going down the PCH Highway, um, also known as Highway One. It was fantastic. I mean, it doesn't ever disappoint. If anybody out there is looking to take a vacation or a holiday, I don't think you could go wrong. I think fly into San Diego, rent yourself a car. I think for a little bit of uh, extra cash, you can get like a convertible or a Jeep. Crush that. Go all the way up the coast to where I'm from in the Monterey Bay Area. Fantastic. Oh, man. Elephant seals. Saw an eagle. Went to Big Sur. 2,000-year-old Redwoods. Saw the Hearst Castle. San Simeon. I saw otters. Didn't see any whales. Um, but it was a, a fantastic time. I, I've done it so many times, and I know it like the back of my hand. And, I, and I'm very privileged to be able to say that. We're very lucky to have something like that. And I urge anybody from around the world, California is not LA. <laughs> it's my life's work. William McCarthy. Man, he really hated it when people thought that California was just Hollywood. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, man. So, uh, um, this Sunday I was with my sister, um, and watching fireworks as we were last year at this time, this is when we premiered this week is when we premiered, uh, the rise film in Santa Cruz at the Santa Cruz film festival. And it was like a complete, one of the highlights of my entire life sitting on a canoe with my sister, watching fireworks after premiering and winning an award actually it was incredible. So I'm in Santa Cruz and I'm just watching children play on the beach. And it was just like a beautiful experience for me. I, it's how I grew up. I always say this, like, you know, growing up being a little bit challenged economically and stuff, the, you know, the best thing that could have ever happened was a, a classless raceless beach where everyone's free to be themselves. Everyone is good to each other. There's no stress, no drama. There's no echelons of society. Everyone's just kind of on the beach, dirty flip-flops hanging. And I saw the kids growing up that way and it just made my heart so happy. Okay. So I had, I, so like when I came back, the PCH AKA highway one is like a, a magnificent. It's a, it's a road that was built in the late 1800s. I found out so much about it. I was talking on the last podcast Prisoners helped build it from San Quentin for reduced sentences. Um, it constantly is dealing with fires and there was a massive mudslide last year. It's just like this temperamental expanse really that just goes from North to South or South to North, depending on which way you take it. And it's just phenomenal. Um, so I decided to take I five for people in, in, in Europe or the UK or in, in Australia, what I five is is that's the that's going right up the middle of the of the state, and when you ride up the middle of the state, it's not unlike Texas. A, a lot of those slaughterhouses, 
there's livestock, there's ranchers, there's trucks, there's country music. It's, it's incredible that actually they're the same state because one sort of resembles a little bit like kind of the, the, the dramatic vistas of like Australia and the other one looks, it really looks like Amarillo, Texas or something straight through camel colored Hills. You're cruising and there's ranches. You stop off at gas stations, there's truckers and literally you can hear, you know, the, the music of the day of, of country music, like pouring out of like trucks and big rigs. It's kind of a beautiful place. And I, I spoke about a little bit in our last, in my last podcast that Bakersfield actually, which is in that, um, central Valley. Um, there's a, if, if you've never been to California, there's a large expanse basically where it sinks down in a sort of desert in the South and it just extends all the way through the center of California in a Valley. And in that Valley is really where the agricultural towns are Fresno, Bakersfield, Sacramento, Stockton, Turlock, Merced, like all those, all those places are there. And it's, it's, it's like quite fascinating. And if you're looking for some sort of like yearning, achy Americana, subject matter if you're a creative it's not unlike a springsteen song actually it was the inspiration for my first record with the boys my first full-length anytown graffiti was all about these these sort of scenes from from that place and me getting out of the valley as a kid okay so yes i rode all the way back through uh, through the flatlands and i got down here to the south and i'm gearing up let's take a short break and when i come back let's discuss minnesota the land of a thousand lakes Okay, I'm back. You know, I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast sometimes. I go down all these rabbit holes, but I love doing it. Talking about motorcycles, traveling, different cultures. What this is all about, this this life thing. What is this life thing all about? We got X amount of years here. Like, what are we going to do with it? And I don't know. I think a lot of musicians, when they write songs, they're kind of responding to something, right? But as I was talking about with the podcast about Tom Waits last episode, there's always little clues everywhere and, and there's lore and there's things to be gleaned and put in your satchel, like everywhere you go. And I think that's why it's such an interesting marriage between traveling and music. Uh, well, let's talk about Minnesota, the land of a thousand lakes. Firstly, Minneapolis, where I'm playing has been a, a musical gem and a treasure for America for years and years. It's captured the imagination of the underground scene for decades. It's also one of the coldest parts of the country. Um, so I'm in California right now and it's 80, 83 degrees Fahrenheit and that's 30 degrees Celsius. In Minneapolis, it's six degrees Celsius and 42 Fahrenheit. That's literally half, it's half the temperature that I'm at right now. I don't really have a great jacket, so this is going to be interesting, <laughs> but I guess it's kind of like a little bit of a sobering little wake up call. Like, Hey buddy, um, you've had a pretty nice run this summer. Maybe it's time you 
start accepting that it's fall. Um, anyways, <clears throat> okay. So here's some like so so first first of all, let's talk a little bit about the music history. Um, obviously, the most famous people from Minneapolis, or for, sorry, from Minnesota, are um, Bob Dylan and Prince. I would say they're like the two titans um, that come from Minnesota. Minneapolis is the capital. Uh, you know, I actually don't quote me on that. Is it the capital? I know it's like the cultural capital. Um, I've played there many times. Pele loved playing there. Um, I'll tell you some kind of like notable people or. Uh, Vince Vaughn is from, from Minnesota, Judy Garland, Mitch Hedberg, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Jesse, the body Ventura, good old Jesse, the body from WWF. He got into politics, not an easy bridge to cross. Got old Josh Hartnett, old pretty boy, Black Hawk down Hartnett. Got Paul Westerberg, the OG godfather of sludgy, alcohol soaked, beautiful, underground ripping badass underground rock and roll from the replacements you got roger maris the uh 19 was it 1956 there was a home run race between him and mickey mantle he hit 61 without steroids unlike my heroes when i was a child and also the gangster bugs moran so this is let's get into this man so you never know where you're gonna do well right? Like as a musician, you never know where you're going to do well. Um, Pela toured up and we zigzagged the whole entire country and, you know, weirdly did not do good in Austin. Don't know why. Big, like hard, like hard live in rock and roll band and big love for rock and roll didn't take off in Austin, but we did well in Dallas. Uh, did great in Chicago, did not do good in Philadelphia, right to the south of us. For some reason, we did great in Minneapolis, and I don't know why. <clears throat> At the time that um, Anytown Graffiti came out, the Hold Steady came out, and uh, they blew everybody away. And I think they blew everybody away because it really changed. It, again, this is what's great about music is we always are sort of reinventing not only ourselves as creatives, but the the world is sort of saying, okay, Post Malone, yeah, I can do a weird kid that has tattoos on his face that sings like an angel or is a rapper too. Or I can do Justin Vernon from Bon Iver with like patchy hair missing. He looks like a damn lumberjack and he's running around and he also owns his own hotel and comes stay at his hotel and he's doing <laughs> these strange, like strange collaborations in Berlin and like, you know, this, it, it wasn't long ago that, you know, we were in the nineties and it was, you know, rah, 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 Alice in Chains or rah, 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 Nas or, you know, Biggie Smalls or whatever. And there was just like these kind of archetypes, but you know, Craig Finn came along and he, he really smashed that wide open. He was sort of a literary nerdy, uncomfortable, um, but drunken, um, Minnesotan, and he had an accent and everything, and he sang in his accent. And, you know, there was a book that changed everything for me. And I hope you guys are, are enjoying the, like, rock and roll, my personal rock and roll, like, experiences. But that's a, a large part of this podcast that I always want to convey. So this is something really changed for me when the whole study came out. At the same time that that happened, there was a guy named Michael Azarod, who's a pretty famous journalist, like a music journalist in America. And I grew up with the Rolling Stones subscription in high school. My sister had gotten it for me. And it really, you know, I, I remember reading his stories 
and he came to a show of ours once and I don't know if he was there to see us or not, but he was in the audience and it was a really big deal to me. Anyways, I started telling my manager about it at the time. We were managed by the same guy, uh, a fellow by the, there's an artist by the name of Devendra Banhart and also the guy LP from Run the Jewels. Um, we were being managed by the same people. So I was talking about this Mike Lazarot thing and he said, oh, have you ever read This Band Could Be Your Life? And I thought, no, no, I haven't. And he gave me this book, which pretty much was my Bible from like 2000, whatever, seven, eight, 2006, seven, eight, around there. Um, and they had all these chapters. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like Black Flag. It's like, the, it's the replacements, it's Husker Du, it's Sonic Youth. And this is all, you know, I think that I went through some version of the underground in the late 90s, um, living up in Seattle and being in San Francisco and kind of seeing the Bay Area punk scene and sort of the post grunge scene and um, in the kind of modest mouth 764 hero built a spill stuff up in Seattle way before I even came to New York and met Eric and got my own thing going. But um, they, they have all these stories and I read through all of them, like religiously, you know, a lot of it in the back of a van I was reading and I'm reading this thing and the band that I related to the most was Huskadu and Bob Mould is a power pop trio and honestly, I think it was one of the big inspirations for me to go, give me the courage to go ahead and be in a three-piece uh, with Augustine's. It's funny, as luck would have it, we played a show, we headlined a show, and I forget which country, but Jeff Tweedy was playing with his project with his son called Tweedy, and Bob Mould was, was playing as well on the same stage, and we had actually headlined, I don't know how the hell we headlined this, the larger stage, but I came over... And as it goes sometimes with backstages, there was no furniture. So I, uh, I go to this backstage to like sit down because I'm, I've been kind of watching the Tweety thing and literally like side stage artists. It's really nice. You, that's one really nice perk. You get to kind of go to the side of the stage and watch shows. You know, if people are cool, they, they'll let you stand there. Um, I got to watch Tweety from the stage and was, I looked down, it's Bob Bolt. Um, makes no sense at all is one of my favorite like pop songs and actually i think i think kirk cobain was a really big fan uh i know i was and i know Pela was and we bumped that in the fan all the time okay let's talk about some geographical facts so that's some rock and roll lore not to mention prince has anybody ever seen the footage of prince riding around like a walmart parking lot in a bmx like that guy looks like the coolest cat like ever so bob mold you know i saw him sitting he couldn't have been cooler to me. He gave me so much respect for the guy. And Prince is like the coolest dude ever. Come on, riding around on a BMX in a Walmart. Um, then Paul Westerberg. Like I heard stories about that guy. He is a like a crosswalk uh, cop or a crosswalk security guard or a crossing guard. Like he he does the stop and go signs for for his kids or they he did when they were when they were young. Um. Amazing. Yeah. Just, there's something very hardy. I want to talk to you about the geography of the place. Minnesota, it's, it's a West North central state and it's bordered by Canada to the North Wisconsin to the East. I believe it's Iowa to the South and North Dakota and South Dakota to the West. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's, it's like, it's freezing. Like in the, in downtown Minneapolis, there's sort of like a sky. I don't know if they call it like a sky. It's like a hallway that connects all the, the skyscrapers or the, the large municipal buildings downtown. 
anyways, kind of fascinating, man. Um, we loved playing there. We always played our hardest. We played everything we had. There's one of those cities that you just played with everything you had, even if it was half full. And like, you know, the, the longer that Paler went on the, you know, the more fans we got, but it was just, uh, it's just a beautiful experience. I'm so excited to play this weekend. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Scandinavian immigrants. There was a massive, like by the middle of the 1880s, uh, Norwegian migration to Minnesota began to shift all to the cities. But they, like at one point it was 30% of the population, which is crazy. And, you know, obviously they did a number on, um, I believe it was the Sioux native Americans. Um, the inhabitants of the land when they got there, they just took, you know, it was taken by force for some reason it became like a Scandinavian enclave. And I think it was because land was really cheap um, in the Midwest and people started going into the Dakotas, into Wisconsin, into Iowa, Nebraska, um, because so settlers could get like a lot of land and they farmed it and they, they, you know, they worked the land and it's very interesting. Westerberg, my friend who wrote um, Brothers Keeper, his name's Ryan Berg. Um, there's so many, there's so many people with like Scandinavian names from there. Okay, well, I think I'm going to power down, get into my chill zone. I'm going to start rehearsal tomorrow. Took a nice look at my new website. I'm still tweaking a couple things. And I'm going to be in Mexico in like 10 days playing my show. I love you, Mexico. We're coming in for a landing here. Um, I just want to say to Mexico, boy, Mexico. Tengo emoción, pues hasta pronto, amigos. Solo una más semana. Simón, hola, le wey. La chingada puta madre. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. It's going to be weird speaking to a crowd in Spanish. Boy, Mexico. Tengo emoción. I, I always feel like a, a Mexican boxing guy. Tengo emoción, pues hasta pronto, amigos. Solo una más semana. Simón, hola, le wey. La chingada puta madre. I just, yeah, can't help but sound like a, when I speak Spanish, it sound terrible. Well, I will put a quirk in it. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from California. Look out for each other in this chilly autumn. Ciao.